0: we all have like these embers in us. Some are burning and some need a little bit of air and that gave air and lit that fire in me in which to leave the situation I was in.
1: Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, Wherever you're from and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of The Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and we are live from Park City, Utah at the Go Abundance event. And I'm so excited to share with you our guest today, not only because she is a dear friend, but because her story is so powerful and the things she is doing in this world are just simply amazing. Her name is Carolyn Colleen, and she is a fierce mother, a three-children author, international speaker, entrepreneur, and business strategists focused on helping others achieve their goals. Her story and expertise has been featured in NBC, CBS, ABC, pretty much everywhere Carolyn's been there. She's the founder of Fierce Academy, an online program that helps women create life strategies that enables them to have the life they dream of without sacrificing their families' careers oral lifestyles. She's the owner of Action Midwest Private Schools, where the philosophy is clear thinking, which leads to good decisions. Good decisions lead to the right habits. The right habits lead to character and character becomes destiny. She's also a consultant and thought leader for Case Western Reserve University. And I left off the last part of this on purpose because I can't wait to share with you her story. Carolyn, this is a long time coming. Welcome to The Daily Helping. It is awesome to have you here.
0: Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here, Dr. Richard.
1: Let's jump into it because I want to talk about all of these things, but I think it's important to share your story, not only because it's so inspirational, but I think it's, it's the framework of everything that you're doing. Yes. So yes. Take, take, us, take us through wherever you want to begin.
0: Yes. So, um, you know, my journey started at a young age where I experienced – sexual abuse starting at the age four. And uh, again, it continued uh, through my childhood uh, with sexual abuse from both men and women and living with a mother who struggled with untreated mental health. And so some days um, she would stay in bed for days um, and I was her caretaker. And at age five, I knew that there's something not right um, and that is when I, 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 truly assumed the role of caretaker with, uh, my dad who worked on the road, he was he li- didn't live with us most of my childhood, um, just sending money home and didn't realize truly the, the scope of what was going on behind closed doors. And my mom, she was very, uh, um, she was a very kind person and in the fact that when she was well when there's ebbs and flows of mental health, um, you know, she sought to help people. And those people saw, you know, talking to her, you know, only just after about five minutes, you could tell there's something not exactly right. And so they sought to kind of, not kind of, they sought to take advantage of that. And some people were wonderful and very kind and, and good people. And some people sought to kind of take her for everything she had. And that included abusing me. And so um, there were homeless people that would come in and out of our home and would sexually abuse me. And I would protect my little sister from, who's nine years younger than me, from them, knowing what they were after. And that kind of stress in a household, uh, that kind of stress as as a young person is a lot to carry. And when I was 16, I tried to take my own life due to the amount of stress. And I figured, you know what? If that was the way that life was, I didn't want any more of it. I was, um, I was unsuccessful, but um, it, it, I tried. And I remember when I came back from my 72-hour hold, I came back home to my sister, and my sister um, was angry. Of course, she was very angry. And in that moment, when I came back to my sister, I, I, I knew it was a pitiful moment that I knew that I was meant for something else. I didn't know what it was, but I knew that I needed to be there for her and I was the light for her. And so I promised her I'd never try and leave again. Um, and try, I try and, you know, take my life again, which I didn't. However... Um, there was a lot of hurt that I needed to process. And through the way that I saw my definition of who I was and what love was, I got into an abusive relationship. Because that's what love was. Someone who um, manipulates and controls and seeks to take advantage. And that's what I thought love was. So I became pregnant and married. And I was in a marriage that was abusive. Um, manipulative where every 15 minutes of my time was monitored and I had been alienated from all my friends and my family Um, and not until my daughter was two months old um, did I realize that love might not be what I thought it was at two months old after screaming for two months as a colicky baby um, I remember rocking her and seeing her um, screaming and, and I was exhausted. Now, my day consisted of having a screaming baby all day and a husband who monitored my food intake, um, my time, and um, continually barraging me with threats and, um, and I was exhausted. And at about four o'clock in the morning on the eve of her two, t- second two-month birthday, I was at my wit's end and I... I prayed to anyone who might be listening to give me a sign, like, I, I don't think I can, ha- I, I just can't handle anymore. Please send me a sign. And what what happened is, in that moment, my daughter stopped crying, and she looked at me at me into my eyes, so she opened her little baby eyes and looked at me for the first time. And in that moment, I realized what love was and what love wasn't. I realized that love could be unconditional. That feeling that I felt for my daughter at two months old. And I also knew that love didn't have to be unending self-sacrifice and suffering. And so that lit up uh, a fire in me. So we all have like these embers in us. Some are burning, and some need a little bit of air. And that gave air and lit that fire in me, in which to leave the situation I was in. It didn't mean I did it immediately, but I did. And that continued me on my journey, and continued to to light that flame for me in each next evolution of self as I continued on my journey through today.
1: And there's there's so much there, and obviously. The courage that you had to leave that is so powerful because so many, so many people don't, they'll stay in that situation forever. But I'm interested because you spoke about these future iterations of self as you were developing Uh, but a lot of people don't even know where to turn, how to begin that process. So what did, what did that process of bringing yourself back to wholeness look like for you?
0: Mm. Well, you know what? It was really leaning in. So what I did was I was able to lean into resources that were available to me and that I, that I had to be able to accept. That was the hard part is that from my perspective and from the lenses that I had on, I saw the world as something that um, sought to always take from me which makes sense because that's what happened. And so at that point, I needed to be able to challenge the way I perceived things in which to accept resources that were available from people who sought to help. And because I was able to lean in, now mind you, 20 years of therapy helps, and, um, and lean into accepting um, mentorship, accepting resources to get out, is how I was able to evolve, just incrementally. And through those incremental evolutions, I was able to see that, um, you know, my daughter didn't deserve that. Maybe didn't. Maybe didn't really believe that I didn't deserve that. But my daughter sure didn't. And I used, I used, um, the love I had for my daughter in order for my self love to catch up until that had happened. So. I knew my daughter deserved a better life, and I used the love I had for her in which to make a new situation for myself. And as I went on that journey, then I learned to start to love me too. And as I continued on that journey, then I started to see, oh, perhaps, you know, other people saw that I was, um, I had this potential. And, And then sometimes you may have to borrow the light that someone else sees in you until your light ignites. And so as doing that, I then just continued to evolve. And then that's what got me to um, coming into the, the world of One Life Fully Lived and coming in and, and, and One Life saw something in me. And um, coming into the community and, being, and having doors opened. And then from there, being able to grow and identify what it was. What is it? Oh, it it's fierce. The element of having that fire and then also grace giving yourself grace as you continue to evolve and and that's what led me into becoming the executive director of one life as I volunteered for many years um, because I feel passionately that everyone um, should have the opportunity to have access to the tools and the learnings that helped me get to where I am
1: so we had tim road on this show literally 200 something episodes ago so for those of you who don't know what one life is give us a crash course carolyn
0: yes so one life (laughs) the goal of one life is to help people emerging from hardship create a roadmap for their life so that they can live a life they deserve
1: and this is a this is a 501 c3 non- it's a nonprofit
0: yes. with the overall goal to smash systematic poverty at the source how does it do that through creating and through teaching a roadmap so okay. vision finances relationships and wellness a holistic approach a whole human approach to helping people figure out how to create a life they deserve and 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 create a way to actually do something that you love do it well and find a market for it in which to get out of where you are and and do what what you deserve to do
1: i wonder if you could share a success story or two from one life
0: well i'm a success story yes you are yes yes you
1: are that's true
0: and so um i met one life and one life opened doors for me and i went uh i went from one stream of income to 14 and then i was able to um create my life by intention I was able to leave my W-2 job and um, and create my own businesses through the people that were that One Life connected me to, through practicing creating a roadmap for my life, giving me hope and giving me intention and looking at finances, bringing in mentors and relationships, and then also your wellness. Because when you're at the end of the rainbow, once you've so-called, quote-unquote, made it, you have to also be alive to do so, right? Right. And so, one life opened those doors for me to all these different resources. And now, fast forward, uh, I have my own business, I have my own school, I have my own uh, way in which to pay it forward for other people to do the same thing.
1: And I want to I talk about the school, but I, for somebody listening, just give us a, a tidbit or two about the roadmap for somebody who's listening to this thing. Geez, that that makes like that sounds like it's something that I would want to take advantage of. Tell us a few of those starting points on that roadmap that they could. Take action on today.
0: They can so yeah. first and, and the roadmap itself. They can attend um, a virtual roadmap experience on the first Tuesday of every month at li- G and have it create your own roadmap. And what we do is we walk you through a process of creating a vision and what does that look like for you, and giving you hope where you might not have had it before maybe for the first time dreaming of what of what life might be and, and letting go of whatever conditioning you may have experienced around what you truly deserve. And then looking at uh, financial literacy and, and educating on those finances to build that magnificent dream. And then the the, the, four, the third of the core four is relationships. So who's in your world? Who who do you need in your world in which to help you get on onto that path that serves you? And then last is wellness, mind, body, and spirit. What Where are you in which to have and live your best self in health and uh, mind, body, and spirit?
1: Awesome. Now, let's talk about the school. Now, was this something that you've been wanting to do forever? Was there a moment where you just said, this is needed, I need to do it, like how did that evolve?
0: Yeah, so it was actually through the community, so because of having mentors that I found through One Life and through all the different resources available, I wanted to be able to provide education for my children that sets them up for success long term. Now I've done private school, I've done home school, I've done public school, done um all all, all the models of the options that were available to me. And I thought there's gotta be more. There's gotta be another option. <laughs> and that's where Acton Academy was presented. I wanted to know like where are um the people that are in my world, where are the mentors sending their kids? And they all answered, Acton Academy. So I started to research, and I found what it meant, what it was about. It's a hero's journey. It's a STEM school uh, that teaches science, technology, engineering, and math with an entrepreneurial twist and and based in a Socratic method that teaches learners, starting at age seven, the hero's journey. And I wanted in. So then I had to determine, well, am I going to move? Am I going to move to Texas to get my, my, my boys on a wait list (laughs) or am I going to open one myself? And actually, uh, it was was David Osborne who said, Carolyn, why don't you just open one? And so I got on the journey to open one. And two years later, uh, after the long wait list of getting approved to open one, I opened the doors.
1: I love this. So uh, the hero's journey is something that I've always found particularly fascinating. And I think Joseph Campbell was well ahead of his time. But for those that aren't familiar with it, take us through the tenets of the hero's journey.
0: So the hero's journey and and long and short of it is we all have decisions we have to make every single day in our lives. And what do we do? So we come to a decision, a fork in the road, and sometimes it's problematic. Sometimes, you know, it's challenging life. Life is challenging. And we have to make a decision. And how do we make that decision? We have a struggle. We have a question, we have a struggle. We seek mentors, we seek advisors, we make a decision. And maybe that decision is either for us or not. And then we have to start again. But we navigate on that hero's journey um, in order to um, be in a place that we can be proud of, we can make a stand for. And, And so, Every single day, we have to make a choice. And that's what we teach our children, our learners, is how do you navigate on that journey? Um, you know, whenever you think about Superman, you think about any, any um, Spider-Man, they all have conflict and they all have choices to make. And how do you show up in the world?
1: Hey, guys, Dr. Richard here. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. And that there's always a, you could do this with any superhero, and it's a fun activity. I actually did this on on another podcast with just Star Wars characters, but yet there's, it's not only the choices they make, that there's a defining moment for them right. that happens in their life. And that you know, oftentimes is the fork of the road, is do you ball your fist up at the sky with anger or do you collect yourself and pick yourself up from, you know, the, whatever that catastrophe was and become who you're meant to be? Yes. And so this the school is really interesting. So talk to us more about the differences between what a child is going to learn at the Acton Academy versus what a child is going to learn in a public school setting.
0: Yeah, so so with um, Acton Academy, I mean, we teach, they learn science, technology, engineering, math, the basics of, you know, learning, along with uh, taught in a Socratic method. So we don't answer questions. So we teach in a way to help our learners find their own answers and build confidence in that as they navigate through this world, they can find answers and they have it within themselves. And also on top of this, which is really amazing is they have business fairs. So we create entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs that give back. Yes. And so uh, they even starting at age seven, they create their own business and they try and they learn how to fail and then they learn how to just try again. And how amazing would it be to have a world of our next generation of learners, our next generation of humans who ask questions. And I, you know they can disagree and actually have a permission to disagree, but respect and love each other despite. And, and then create businesses that, that create a way to also give back to their community. And so each spring we have a business fair We invite everyone from the community in to witness the businesses that these learners create. And then after they get to learn, like, all right, do I want to expand on my business? Do I want to scratch this and try something new? And they continually learn and grow in that entrepreneurial space in which to be resourceful, independent, learn financial literacy, and learn how to also contribute back to their community, either in time, treasure, or talent.
1: So interesting. Uh, obviously, many of those things are not taught in, this, in the public school systems. You said a couple of things that really st- uh, stuck out to me. Number one, the Socratic method, and, and from a cognitive behavior therapy standpoint, that's exactly one of the tools that you utilize to challenge one's cognitive distortions about what is possible, what is reality, what can they, what can they have the choice to feel or not feel. The other thing you said that was really interesting. And it almost sounds like there's a celebration of attempting and failing. And that's something that as a society, you know, we, we have lost that. And, and, and this is not a soapbox about participation trophies, but kids growing up do not experience failure anymore. And so it's such a vital part of personal development so that I love that this is essentially built in, it's baked in. To the learning and the third thing that I thought was fantastic is the giving back component tell us a little bit more about how that how that piece works
0: yes so as we build entrepreneurs we want to build entrepreneurs of the future that give back to their community and so it's it's also baked in as like like you say um, that they are seeking ways to volunteer in the community they're seeking to find Uh, things that they're passionate about in which to give back, be it um, volunteering in hours, like maybe they're going to the food pantry or they're they're donating their time, or if they're donating treasure, meaning income from their businesses. Now, our learners have successful businesses when they graduate, and then they get to choose again the the cool thing is is as you create you have more options and more choices and so they can choose to donate back funds to uh, what they believe in but then also there's that there's the time there's the treasure and there's also the talent where they can donate their talent to an organization or a movement they believe in as well
1: that's outstanding how many of these, out of curiosity, uh, are, are there of these schools around the country?
0: Uh, actually, internationally now. Okay. And I believe there are about um, 100 inter- national and international acting academies.
1: Okay. And for those that have their children enrolled in a regular school or where there are not these academies in their community, is there a way they can access a part of this curriculum virtually or is it is it an all-in kind of a thing?
0: Well, what I would encourage them to do is go to Acton and, um, and explore, find a school near them and just see, does it fit? You know, what is that? What does it look like for them? And perhaps they're seeking, if it's not close enough, they're seeking to maybe open their own. And so it's not a virtual, it's not a virtual school. Um, um, however, it is a model that can be, can be built anywhere
1: awesome so let's let's pull out our crystal balls here what is what is next on the road map for carolyn colleen
0: ah yes well it's very exciting so what's next on the road map is to bring the road map the one life road map to 10 cities this year so last year we impacted ten thousand people And this year, we have a big goal of impacting 100,000, both virtually and in person, um, elevating people emerging from hardship to create a roadmap for their lives, and uh, expanding Acton Midwest throughout the Midwest and offering more educational options for parents. Because as a parent, you should have the option where, you know, have options to choose. It's not, okay, we're going to either school A or B. But how about we have an option for A, B, C, and D? Because it's not the same for every child. So those are my my 2022 big goals.
1: I love it. I love all of them. Fantastic, Carolyn. This was so cool. As you know i ask everybody who comes on this show one question and that is what is your biggest helping that one most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today
0: yes so for the helping it's exciting what i like to say is first like i said earlier sometimes you have to borrow the light that another person sees in you until your light ignites Taking a moment to think, hmm, that is true. Other people see things in us that we might not see. And leaning into that, borrowing that light so that you can lean into and be exactly what you deserve
1: beautifully said <laughs> tell us where people can find out more about everything you're doing online
0: yes so first go to one life fully org sign up for our next virtual roadmap experience so you can create a roadmap for your life and more information as well at Carolyn
1: I love it and so if you're in the car we got you covered everything Carolyn Colleen will be in the show notes for this episode at thedailyhelping.com. My friend, I'm so grateful that you spent this time with us today. Like I said, this has been a long time in the making. Thank you so much for coming on The Daily Helping.
0: Thank you so much.
1: And I also wanna thank each and every one of you who took time out of your busy day to spend some time listening to me and Carolyn, Colleen talk about some really great stuff. If you like what you heard, go give us a follow on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because that is what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for somebody else, even if you don't know who they are, and post it in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others.